Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Getting into this 4-2 win for the Lightning as they took down the Ducks. What uh, what really stood out to you? Because it was it, it it was an impressive game, I think, overall for this Lightning team. Um, and and maybe it didn't seem like it because it was tied for a significant period of time. Mm-hmm. But the Lightning really did control a lot of this game um, throughout the entire 60 minutes. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that stood out to me initially was their response in the first period. Mm -hmm. Um, As I said, this team typically doesn't love playing from behind. They do better when they get those faster starts. And what yet again, you know, the Ducks got on the board first and their response to it, they remained patient um, and they didn't let that get them out of their structure. And the best part about this game is when you look at those scores, you know, you see consistency coming out of Brandon Hagel, but now you're seeing other guys, other names getting in that score column, which is yep. fantastic because it was Mikhail Sergachev that opened the scoring tonight. And um, I said it episodes ago. So you guys are going to have to go listen to all the pucks and bolts episode on Odyssey. But um, when this team's defense gets involved offensively, magic happens. Yeah. I, I And sometimes people are like, but what do you, No, what I mean is when you see them not only pushing the puck up, but playing forward, getting behind the other opponent's net, something just sparks with this team. Chernak had very, yeah, yeah, Chernak spent a lot of time in the Ducks ozone today. And at one point you thought he was eventually going to get a goal in. Um, Yeah. He had some slippery slope things happening between the puck and his stick, but like still, you know, he he was very aggressive in their ozone. And so is Mikhail Sergachev. And he's actually really talented at that when he's not in his head or you know, playing back so much. So mm-hmm. to see him get involved in the scoring, fantastic. Also to see him start doing that now early and in the first period, uh, Sergey's the kind of guy who typically will build off of those kinds of performances and you'll see him continue to build in that score column. So it was just great to see other names in the mix. Uh, Kucherov getting his second goal of the season, but he's leading in assists. I think he's at like a three now. Um, mm-hmm. So again, there's that ninja. You might not see it by hearing his name every play, but he's in there and he and he's constructing a lot of these plays that are going so well so um for me it was the fact that they responded well to the ducks getting on the board first they did not get out of their structure they did not get in their heads they applied a lot of pressure and this was a game up until maybe the last three minutes of the third period where they were leading in shots on goal so they were really applying the pressure um 
they had some really nice moments in the neutral zone in terms of creating turnovers, if you will. And Brandon Hagel, dude, he's he's a big part of that. He's so good at getting his stick on the puck and getting it away from other people and kind of picking their pockets a bit. And, you know, as soon as he does that, then it just gets that whole first line going. Or if they're middle of a shift change, it puts them in great positioning on the ice to just completely attack the other opponent. So you just saw a lot of quality turnovers, if you will. Um, before it got a little messy in the second period in the neutral zone, but before that, you saw some really good work in the neutral zone. You saw them applying a lot of pressure to the Ducks goalie there. Um, early on in response to the ducks getting on the board first. So that was my, my initial thoughts. A lot of thoughts. Yes. We no, I watched this game. So it's like word vomit. I love it. And I love the energy. Uh, and, and there is a lot of thoughts. Uh, some of the things that I want to mention off of what you were saying about, you know, getting that defense involved. We saw some young defensemen get involved uh, yes. in, in the, in the score column as assists Nick Pervix getting his first NHL career point um, on the assist to Mikhail Sergachev. And then uh, Philip Myers getting also his first point as a lightning player. Um, so really, really great to see them get involved in the action as well. And I think it's one of those things, Casey, where it's like, it, 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 it breeds confidence overall. And mm -hmm. I think it, it, it's infectious. So whenever you see a guy like Mikhail Sergachev getting involved, you want to also get involved as that defenseman. You want to also lead in that kind of way. And again, going back to what John Cooper talked about and what we talked about in our game preview and an after skate, which we always give you guys updates. So be sure to follow pucks and bolts because that's where we give you uh, not just like exclusive video content, but it's, but it's updates uh, about the games, about what we heard from practices, interviews, and so much more. So be sure to follow pucks and bolts, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but Casey, it's one of the things that we talked about whenever you're acting as one unit all together and you're mm -hmm. communicating back and forth offense and defense, the forwards and the defensemen, then you're able to get more involved. And so the fact yep. that John Cooper talked about that, and then we saw the execution in the game today. And because of that execution, we saw multiple defensemen get involved in the scoring. So let's count it. One, two, three, four, five defensemen getting points in tonight's game four different defensemen getting yes. points, one of them getting a goal. That's a big deal. That's really how this lightning team functions best. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do they have fantastic scores, you know, like Steven Stamkos who, who, who has one of the best one-timers? Of course they do. Do they have Corey Perry? Yeah. Do they have the Nick Pauls and the Brandon Hagels and the Kita Kucherovs and Braden? They have a lot of scores on this team. A hundred percent, but whenever they're able to get that defense involved, when the defense push that game forward and then are able to contribute from the blue line, it just adds something extra to the game that you can't replicate and, and, and it can't just be added from the forwards. And so getting the defensemen involved, I love that you made that point. Um, and they really, really showed it tonight. And again, it's it kind of is a carryover from that communication. That's why they were able to get involved. That's why they're able to be so successful. Um, but Casey, I can't I can't go any further without <laughs> talking about Moose because I spoke to Brian mm -hmm. Elliott in the locker room a few days ago uh, before they left for California, and we got to talking one on one. 
And he talked to me about the kind of player that he is, the kind of performer that he is. And he said that he wants to be a guy that you never have to worry about, that that mm-hmm. he doesn't want his teammates or his team thinking thinking about him at all. He wants them to focus on their game. And he said to me, if they're thinking about the goalie, then that's too much. That can be overwhelming. I don't want them. He was like, the less they think about me <laughs> is, the better. is better. Um and that's how he played tonight. I mean, that like roundhouse save that he had, that like the whole third go- period, he really I dialed mean, it up. The entire third period, but that just save specifically. I mean, that truly might be like the save of the year. That I like, and I'm and I'm saying that this early in the season, and fans. I know I'm saying it this early in the season, and I still stand by it. That was incredible. He did a roundhouse kick on the <laughs> ice to block a puck from coming in and then Wearing stood pads. back up, got back in net. Like, come on. Like, agile, efficient, like, all of the words, just mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Um, and you're right. I mean, the, the entire third period, right? Like he was on the, the, the whole time that the ducks had their power play. They got some good shots off. Don't get like, they got some really good shots off, but Moose was there to stop them every single time. And that was just fantastic to see. He had a really, really excellent game. And if any of his teammates were worried or thinking about him, I think seeing that roundhouse kick on repeat will put (laughs) their minds at ease. Brian Elliott, you do not have to worry. Your teammates have a lot of faith in you, especially after that. Oh my gosh. I love that you mentioned that Kaylee, cause he does deserve a lot more credit. And, um, I remember when you were, when you talked to him in the locker room and stuff, and you just made a great point to let people know they need to acknowledge the fact that no one should be concerned when, you know, Vassi needs a restful night and it's time for Moose to be in the net. You know, the last time he had a great performance, anytime that his performance has quote unquote, not looked so well, it's because the defense hasn't played well in front of him. So so glad that you mentioned that. The roundhouse kick definitely needs to go absolutely viral um, just to give Moose that much more credit for his fearlessness and flexibility um, and kind of like branching off of that into, you know, we talked about the defense kind of stepping up tonight and having a heck of a performance. But I think as a whole, what it came down to was that Cooper shuffle right before the game, all of a sudden lines going back into the blender. And I think it played off very well here. Of course, that first line is going to stay intact because they're just proving to really gel find chemistry. Uh, Hagel's getting a great read on Nikita Kucherov. He's starting to get that feel of him without even looking up from his stick, um, which is something that can be very dangerous, especially now that Kuch is starting to find his, his scoring, his scoring rhythm. And so is Hags, by the way, you know, um, so top line staying the same. It's Stamkos moving from that center position out to left wing. Paul staying at the center, Kalorn over to the right. Um, there was a lot of plays that generated very well from that. So while, you know, Everyone just expects Stammer to go off on that one timer or show up in the power play. He was really setting up his players there and Kalorn started to get involved in the four check, which I think helped because of his positioning. Um, And then Nick Paul, I really like him at that center spot. And then that third line. um, I feel like I butcher this kid's name. Is it Kopka? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The I rookie, think they, I think they pronounced the it Kepka. Kepka. Okay, I knew I was saying it weird. Kepka sounds like way better. Um, yes. But Nemestikov moving to that center position and then Colton playing alongside him on the right. Why I love that so much is because the last preseason game, the only home preseason game that the Bolts had, you saw Ross Colton and Nemestikov really starting to gel and find uh, chemistry between one another. And Colton was an assist on one of um, Nemestikov's hat tricks for the night. So to circle back to that, not last minute, if you will, but just to kind of dial that back in and work that around some other things. And then Maroon Belly and Perry on the same Perry and Maroon have, you know, had big moments together on that fourth line last season. So I think that that just did exactly. I think that that was that extra little maneuver to help them think Kaylee you mentioned this so perfectly in after skate kind of putting them putting them in these uncomfortable positions forcing them Mm -hmm. to think a little bit more but you just saw a lot of thinking out there not you know wayward thinking but constructive and structured and strategic thinking you know Pat Maroon was a lot more involved tonight and it was him that drew that timely penalty in the third period that Brandon Hagel capitalized on so, yeah. so many you good and things. And both got knocked oh, with those man. high speaking calls, but uh, but glad that it <laughs> paid we saw off. no blood and teeth, honestly. <laughs> but I think I think a big takeaway from this, not only with the defense getting offensively involved, is the fact that these new lines are we're st- they're starting to find their identity. And mm-hmm. Coach Cooper also mentioned, you know, this is probably one of the most um, you know new groups that we've had in years beforehand they probably lost two guys got two guys but now this is this is where they've had to readjust the most in a while and so you know seven games in this is it's not a bad look and I think these lines are going to help start to carry over because you're seeing some consistency and where it's going to stick and I think tonight showed a lot and I think that they're going to have a great matchup versus the San Jose Sharks if they carry these lines over and you know, no matter who they have in goal. Cause as you said, no fear, you don't have to worry about Elliot and his roundhouse kick because he's going to be there to protect and set things up. And um, the last thing I think I'll really say about the, this, this win for them, this poetic four, two win bounce back is that I got a chance to ask Brandon Hagel actually after the New York Islanders game, what's it like adjusting from his role, you know, in Chicago and Kaylee, I think you chatted with him about this too, but I asked him, you know, have you had to be more defensive minded on that top line or, you know, are you working off of Kucherov and point to find your scoring rhythm? And he said, in order to be a good player, I think you have to be defensive minded. Always having a good defense is going to help put you in position to help your line. Number one, number two, it's being in the right spot to score. Hagel is not that guy that's going to think too much about it. He shoots, he scores, and that's very helpful, especially on that top line because you've got a magician in Nikita Kucherov who makes these very creative, impossible shots, if you will. You've got Pointer who's oh reliable in a way, even though he's still so young. And now you've got Brandon Hagel who's going to take these risky shots. Um, 
beautiful left-handed one knows how to clean up the garbage in front of the net because he doesn't let off. He comes full throttle at the net. He's still attacking until the play is over, if you will. So I'm just really excited about these lines. If you guys can't tell and um, the defense getting involved and a lot of good things to build off of as they get ready to close off this trip out West. Okay. Well, before we get into their final trip, we have to do our cherry pickers for the second game. And I'm going to have a sneaky cherry picker. Um, I haven't decided. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with this guy. Sneaky, not basic. No, it's not going to be basic. It's not going to be basic. <laughs> I think it's going to be kind of sneaky this time. Um, and it's going to be Steven Stamkos. Ooh. Ask me why. Why, Kaylee? Why? Well, because <laughs> on the Bolts' first two goals, Steven Stamkos was there setting up some screens. He That's really. Is that what you were going to say? No, that's not what I'm going to say. That's, oh. I'm saying from like the line change, the whole nerdy yeah. conversation so, I just had. So no, exactly. You set me up perfectly <laughs> because he was there. And so it, it was Steven Stamkos taking his one-timer shots? No. But the fact that he was able to take away the goalie's eyes, I mean, this guy had no idea those goals were coming. Not at all. Could not see them. Why? Because the guys were sitting there right in front of the net, taking away his eyes, getting in his face, being timely. And that way that allowed Mikhail Sergachev a lot of times. And, and Brian Ingblom talked about it on, on the game cast, but a lot of times the goalie's going to look inside. And so the fact that Mikhail Sergachev had the, the wherewithal to know I'm not going to go to the inside because he doesn't have eyes. I see what Stammer's doing. I'm going to go to the outside. And the fact that Stammer had the wherewithal and the knowledge to set up that play, set up Sergachev in that kind of way, it, it, it was golden. I mean, it worked so well. And the same thing uh, for, you know, when Nikita Kucherov was out on the ice, mm-hmm. Steven Samkos was also there. And, and, and he really set up that screen so well. Two fantastic screens by the Lightning to set up those goals. They wouldn't have happened otherwise. And so he is my sneaky cherry picker. I love that a lot. And I'm actually really glad you mentioned the screens because who started to actually finally get back into the screening action was Alex Kalorn. He mm, almost had a yep. tipped in shot at one point. A guy that we know loves to be there and, and get his stick on, on the puck in that final second. So, yeah, if they start getting that back in action, maybe Stammer just led the way for something that we're going to see. Um, Pour into into the next game. I love the sneaky one. Um, I'm going to take Nick Perbix for my cherry picker Mm -hmm. tonight. Um, He's just really starting to come into his own in in this system with the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. And what was great was the interview that he did. They kind of just touched back to what his role was as a defenseman when he was playing in Minnesota St. Cloud. Um, If you guys don't know, I randomly just know a lot of stuff about (laughs) Minnesota. I have visited there a lot, went to hockey expos in college, very random. Um, so when he said St. Cloud, I about died because it really is just like a small little, but he is a defenseman that's collected a point at every game that he was on the ice. And I think that he is starting to find a way to step into that and translate, you know, the things that he did well in college into the NHL level. Um, so to walk away with 
plus one and an assist tonight. He doesn't mind being physical, as we mentioned on After Skate, bodying up Matthew Kachuk. Um, he has a great physicality to his game. He's not afraid to shoot. He likes getting that puck forward, and he's matching very well with Sergachev. Also, you know, him having that assist with Sergachev, Nick Paul was in on it too with a nice little backhanded pass. So we're starting to find some rhythm, some chemistry here, but I think a guy like him can really step in and help this system out and contribute massively to a defense that needs the help and is still fighting finding their identity without, you know, Bogosian in the mix quite yet, losing McDonough and, you know, those key pieces that we've discussed a lot now. But I think he can actually, this might be a bold prediction, but he might come in and supersede the role of, you know, Jan Ruda and Luke Shin and these guys that kind of had, you know, not a lot of ice time. I think that he can really get up there. And as Calfoot finds his footing, be careful because it might be perfect that, that surpasses him or, you know, lights a little fire underneath him. So really excited to see how this kid continues to grow with the lightning. Um, but he's my cherry picker for this late night. I love it. Swing out West late night, swing out West. And it continues. The lightning will have an off day in LA tomorrow before they head over to San Jose, probably get in a practice day or, or something, get on the ice on Friday and then have their game against San Jose on Saturday. 